Hi everyone, I'm Ayla. I'm here to discuss all things motherhood, business and lifestyle. I am the owner of Lush Boss Melbourne and I aim to encourage others to build their own successful businesses. Guys, welcome back to my podcast. I'm here with the beautiful Shani. <laughs> How are you, Shani? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. It's such a pleasure to have you on. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you. I feel like recently so you got to do my lashes and it was yes. just the best thing and we had so much to talk about in such a short space we did. it only feels right to be doing the podcast oh, right? thank you yeah. like when you messaged me and asked if I could do your lashes I was like yes <laughs> I don't care I have to do her lashes this same. is awesome it feeling was mutual oh yay Okay, so if you want, let's start with you introducing yourself to my listeners. Yeah. Hey, guys. So thank you for having me again. Um, oh, my God. I feel like introducing yourself is such a uh, it's such a like crazy thing, because for me personally, I do lots of model work. I also do my influence stuff, which is really, really cool um, and so much fun. And it brings you to do lots of different work you're constantly like working you never live the same day twice yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not the same you're doing events I'm also a speaker so I get to speak at some really amazing body positivity um and confidence building sort of workshops and things like that which is really fun and I have some coming up so you can find those over on my IG um but I'm also a mummy as well and just going through the mummy juggle of work career balancing and, work life yeah, yeah yes um so that is me and you will find out Yay. if you head to my IG or wherever you want to find me I'm on Facebook and other places but yeah I just do lots of different stuff I feel like a woman does not have to be there's this thing there's about no having title. a niche no. like what's your career what's your niche and I'm like no I do so many different things I don't know I'm just shiny and the other things are just like little things that I do like, yay whatever. that's very exciting yeah. So I asked um, my followers on Instagram to send us some questions, which I do have a Thanks few always. here. So we'll get into them. The first one is for you, Shani. So what is the worst brand you have worked with? Okay. Oh, I understand if you can't answer this because it's pretty juicy. Okay. We won't mention Names. the name, but we can talk about stories. Yes. Okay. Let's hear a nice juicy story. I really, I'm super like, I don't want to say hashtag blessed, but like <laughs> but super you are. grateful it's that. Okay. You can be. I feel like from the start, I was always, pretty honest about and I feel like this sounds a little cliche but like trying to work with brands that are actually adored because oh, 100%. you it's anyone can like jump on and be like hey and this is where I say anyone can influence because you yes. can share a product you can hype it up you can talk about it but I feel like we could kind of smell bullshit a little bit 100%. more now because there's so many people and I feel like there's so many people that just think that influencing is very easy and simple yeah, but no, like people can you've got to be able to like if you love it you can genuinely see I'm, I'm yes. not very good at lying I've always struggled <laughs> like I start laughing when I'm lying I'm one of those no so you're I'm the like, biggest sweetheart you are exactly how you are online is how you are in person really? yeah that how you feel? That's yes 100 so percent. like you definitely do not act Thank different so online much. to in person no way yeah, so I feel like at the start, you know what, talking about this, I'm also going to talk about a little bit about how you work with brands because yes. I think that that comes to very how the end product of like, or, you know, what do you do with these brands and how do you work with them and how do you get brands that you actually love working with? Um, and how, if you do get a brand and it doesn't end up being all you thought it would be, the collaboration, yes. then how – because some people don't quite um, – and even if you're listening, you might have no idea of how a brand collaboration works. Yes, definitely. So what happens I mean, I is, had to learn the hard way. Yeah, the it's hard really to, <laughs> to find out. Yeah. yeah, so a brand will often reach out to you or you can reach out to brands. It depends, yes, like if you have a media kit or whatever, um, look that up 
if you want to do influencing and you don't have one, you definitely need one. I feel like it just makes you that little bit more professional. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it's good for somebody to see as well if they want to hire you, you know, to do yeah, a campaign. Definitely. What other brands yeah. have you worked with? You know, to see content as well is very important. Yeah, I find. for sure. Yeah. And I think too, like you've got to remember when you're working with a brand, you're not just kind of going, hey, look at this, like trying to sell the product, but like... I don't know, like, what you're do you like rel- about a, a it? Yeah, you build a relationship Yeah, you build a relationship. And definitely. it's actually, like, every time you go to work with a brand, it's like applying for a new job every yes, time. Definitely. Can you imagine? Like, no, it's actually really daunting. Because I have had brands come back to me and be like, you're just not the right fit. Maybe they've yeah. seen a post or something they didn't adore. And you're just like, shit, oh, I'm not right for them, but I love them. I've been using them for years. But... Most of the brands I work with reach out to me, which I'm super grateful and I love that. Um, Recently, I worked with one. I'm not going to drop any names. The product was incredible Um, and I loved it so much and it's uh, something I've been using my whole life. Okay. It's a tan brand Um, and I loved it. I loved it so much and I was so excited. I was like, holy shit, I've been dreaming of working with these guys since I was younger, like wearing their tan, like really And they were a nightmare? They were just like so slow with like everything oh, like wow. the product came in the like it wasn't presented at all because it was like we know you're an influencer it doesn't need to be pretty it doesn't it will just like throw it in the box and then it came and is I it a well-known brand it's a very well-known oh my brand, which made it even worse because so you like, had really oh high expectations God. yeah i did because i know i think too i've worked on the marketing side yes. of all of this so i'm like oh i know there's a big budget there this yeah. is kind of awkward but whatever um it wasn't the worst experience because obviously the product i like the the Yeah, the tan I actually love and I've been using for years. But it was just the process. And I think this doesn't come down to the brand. It comes down to who's working for the brand and how how good are their communication and all of that. And I think, too, when you work with a high-end brand, you think that they're paid a person that's doing all of the searching and the seeking and bringing it all together um, is knows what they're doing but this was just Not like the messiest thing ever the product was amazing but they were just like and it's been almost 12 months and they still haven't paid me for my job and I literally had to reach out yesterday and be like guys I am so sorry do not make me do this but like I need you Hey, like because oh, 12 months you do, yeah, after you've done ages. the, the yeah, it's been a really really long time um and they just have no like they don't want to follow you they don't want to create a relationship with you it is purely that's very disappointing because yeah. all the influencers that i've worked with i have a relationship yeah. with i think it's the most it's important, important thing yeah but when you're working with so many people on a big scale you can't possibly build close true, relationships true, yeah. with everyone but at but least still pay them yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck you pay me my god like, that's so disappointing that's the only one I really have otherwise you know what that's a that's it's not a good experience but you're lucky like it's actually not a bad experience either yeah and I don't know I really take pride in like saying yes to brands I've gotten to a space only just now where I can afford to be like actually no I'm so sorry but before I used to at the start like that first like hundred to three thousand followers I would be like yeah I'll do it like you messaging me saying can you do my lashes I'm like (laughs) yeah 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 you've got to do that like hard slog before brands are like hey she can do something for us and and I think it's like a and it's it's in exchange like 100 percent two-way street honestly okay that's that so next question is how do i get more followers wow oh my god i have been thinking about this so much lately about this whole topic of like people do a lot of people contact you and ask you yes and they're usually other like up-and-coming bloggers influencers which i only just clocked thirty thousand. i want to say that i've been thinking about this a lot because i think there is so much 
there's so much weight on okay if you want to become an influencer or even anyone if you, any type of artist makeup artist like lash artist i don't know whatever it is you still have to have an audience yeah 100%. but one thing that i learned is that and this is from erica Kramer, the queen of confidence she is like my home girl i love her so much and she said something that just spoke to my soul such a long time ago yeah. and it was like when i had no idea who she was or whatever and i was just like and by the way look her up because she I will, will change sure. your life um she has lots of courses in melbourne as well she's oh. fire but yeah like mentoring she was, courses yeah oh, like nice. yeah yeah you okay. gotta um anyway <laughs> i'll look her up for sure yeah, got to. so um yeah she was just like i remember one morning when she was like had very little followers and i was like i love that she always speaks to the her audience like there's a bazillion of them yeah like i'm like this is good and i remember one day she was saying she was like if you want to make it on social media and and you know, and I gotta say too, like for me, I used to be like, oh, it's only followers, it's only social media, but that's become a big part of our lives now. So we need to treat it. For me, it's like a business, it's a place where I get to share, it's a place where yep. I can reach millions of women within a couple of seconds. And do you it's find phenomenal. as well that, like, for example, with my reach, I've only got just under 11,000 followers, yeah. but my reach on 100%. like a weekly basis yeah. is like, 20,000 usually your reach if you have under 10,000 will usually be bigger than what oh, my reach might really? be okay yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why but I feel like you know people are, there's so much shit going around on like social media of like the algorithm it doesn't exist it, this, it, very it does much exists. it definitely like, does yeah it definitely exists and you know social media um like puts certain creators forward yeah Yeah, because i find that if i don't post on social media for one day yeah that next day if i post Mm -hmm. i'll have like three times the amount of um, viewers than what i usually would so what it does is it cancels what you've shared and it resets and puts you at the beginning of everybody's stories Oh my so you're your, say you've posted heaps of stories you make your way to the end of everybody you know when you tap on stories up the yes. top and you watch them it puts you at the end whereas if you let that expire it puts you at the beginning of everyone's day and you're the first person they see so you want to at least be doing that twice a week letting everything expire like that is my hottest tip i swear to god your oh my skyrocket. god yeah. it, that makes sense yeah. because that's literally what happens yeah because you see with like people you follow you tap on it you watch it and then you're like okay and then you don't see them for a while it's yeah. because they get put to the end because it's like you love them and it's content you love but it'll come oh through God. like yeah it's yeah anyway yeah so what was the clue it was okay. like about followers um, or something I how do i get more followers. okay get more followers yeah so let's first like address why followers are important because yes. the thing about and following follow and well. yeah and why they follow you if you're influencing what is your influence are you trying to do it because you want an income are you doing it because you have a big message for me it's all about like your livelihood womanhood like what it's like to be a mom what it's like just to be moving through the world how you feel confidence shame the amount of shame we all live with within our bodies and like things that we do what i love about your page is you're constantly if if you're having a shit day you'll post it and be like look guys i'm just not feeling it my favorite was i'm gonna go get my nails done i died (laughs) the amount of friends i said that to i was i was dying that's like my life when i'm just in a shit mood i have a shower yeah and i'll either like Call my sister, she'll come and do my yeah, lashes or I nice. get my nails done. Yeah. Just something to make me feel better about myself. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. And so, yeah, I think that if you're not sharing that, people, I feel like as a society and as like a collective of people walking through this earth, we are so tired of not, but like not being able to see that people, uh, these people we're that perfect. we're influenced, like, like the people we look up to, all of these things they're everyday people everything that you go through they've been through or they're going through like stop believing stop pedestaling people that are just people so it's kind of like that saying of like we are all very special and unique but for you to think that like 
you are that special is kind of like, no, like, yeah, everybody's going through yeah. their period and everyone's yeah. going through their bodily, like, whatever it is, I don't know, <laughs> hating on their, like, curves yeah, or not, 100%. you know, not having enough curves or curly hair, straight hair. Like, there's so many different things, you know, so... I don't know. For me, it's just like followers is absolutely really important. It's not everything. But for me, when I have the message of like talking about period pride, de-shaming every, like all the parts of your body, all those topics, that's like, I need people to hear this. So yes, a following is very important. And fuck anyone who thinks that like your count doesn't matter. All these like social media places that share like Instagram topics that are like following is not everything. It is because I have 30,000 people that hear me now and those 30,000 people also know another person and another person that's and, right and it's spreading that and honestly message. word of mouth is how like i've grown my business to this yeah. level that's amazing so it would be the same with it's the same know. it's yeah. the same and also um if you it depends what it's for if it's for a business then put your face on the screen yeah. like the biggest thing that i i'm in a course right now and it's it's talking about like social media marketing and yeah. all this stuff because influence is, is one thing but you need to know how to back yourself with other things right so the technical side of it i guess which i am so rookie i don't girl i'm like <laughs> anyway so um it took me like 10 years to to work out the swipe up you know <laughs> you know what i can't figure out how to do <laughs> you know how that? you can have like you can be talking and then you you have like a like a print screen yeah i can't do it oh I'll show, I'll show i can't do it you. you need to show me people yeah, do so, that i'm just like oh my god it's yeah there's so many little tricks and it's just like staying woke to like what's going on and how can you go like having that how can you create one post that is my post that went viral like recently was me with no hair done no makeup yes. done in my undies it's real, it's titties half hanging out like whatever it was it was just like it was because of it was like very real yeah people saw themselves in that video yeah. with a little bit of belly roll and a little bit of like whatever and it the was mu- just like the mama pouch yeah the mama pouch <laughs> like yeah all the things yeah. that's relatable it yeah. is no longer a, a, a um, a want to be very perfect. Imperfect right. is almost what yeah. we want now because it's like you we know can why? relate to that. I think because that. Instagram is saturated with that. Yeah. So many models. See, my feed isn't. So I'm like, everyone's doing this because they're the people I follow. They're the yes. people I see. But then when so I log in, you expose to, yourself to, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So when I'm working with other brands and they're like, can you log in and do like a takeover? And all I see is like yeah. these perfectly curated feeds and yeah. people's lives being so. And I'm like, no one's asking us to believe that they're perfect and we should pedestal them. But we're human and that's what we do. Yeah. We see an image and we believe that that's what it is. Like, yeah. let's let's not do that. Let's stop yeah. doing that. Let's kind of like follow people we love and the other thing too that I highly suggest if you're trying to grow an audience by a business or social like you want to influence whatever your situation is make sure you unfollow and block I'm going to say this like block Block. anybody that makes you feel like whether it's family cousins friends sisters we we have a question about that later (laughs) so let's save it for that so yes growing a social media for me is super important because that means that people can hear you see you and they understand you but there's absolutely no shame in having one follower talk oh, to that 100%. one follower like they are 100 people i know people that have 500 followers and their business is thriving yeah absolutely so yeah. what what i reckon um well in regards to like with my business followers yes yeah. it sort of builds my credibility uh-huh. but for me what's more important is how many people are on my website yeah that's, that's sort so of important. my followers yeah. so and that's um, why social media is important for you 100%. as a business yeah because i think that you can't be sinking all your time into your social media because you're not influencing that's 
but you need to have some level of connection because now what's the first thing that we do when we go to buy something from somewhere? Instagram it. Do they have followers? Yeah. What are their comments like? Oh, people love it? Cool. Yeah, that's we'll right. follow them. We'll, we'll buy from them. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's like really, that important. It's that balance of like, how much do I need to share? And you know, yeah. The I always tell that. my students as well, like if you, if you want a successful business, start with Instagram, mm-hmm. then go to a website. Because mm-hmm. Facebook, look, don't get me wrong, Facebook is good, but it is really hard to build sort of a presence on there. Same yeah. with Snapchat, even with YouTube. YouTube's just overly saturated. Yeah. See, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even have those. Like when people reach out to me and they want to work with me, they're like, "Well, we need your website and we need your, in, um, like your Facebook." And I'm like, "Girl, I only mess with Instagram. Instagram I only yeah. do a little bit of TikTok because yeah. that is enough for me. And that's what I, that's where I can really do Connected. what I want to do. Yeah. Whereas if it's not your Instagram, niche." Don't, and it's not your it's not your app that you love. Don't try and keep pushing yourself because you're only going to get frustrated and you could have right. had like 10 viral posts by now oh, and you're trying to work out that app. And Instagram's like, becoming like TikTok. Yeah. The only thing really missing is post, like um, like a status like Facebook. That's the only thing that's yeah, missing. Yeah, then status. And then, okay, like a Twitter vibe yeah, and a Facebook yeah, vibe. Literally, I like that. Yeah, Maybe which I'm sure will come soon. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool. sure will come let's soon. Let's put it to Okay, let's go <laughs> to the next question. How do you both have children and a business? So maybe talk a little bit about what your business is. Okay, so for me, I am literally a byproduct of my business. I am my business. So, and and this doesn't come from a place of ego. So please Mm. go and get to know me a little bit before you're like. There's no hate here. But it's like everything that I do, I need to be passionate about. So it's like all of like any modeling work that I get that is like by the way I, I, I've i got the mummy pouch I've got the like saggy boobs like it's all going on but you, there's so much work in that industry because yeah. people really want real like when I say real bodies it doesn't mean that other bodies aren't it's just like no, people no, no. want to see what they have on on billboards or whatever yeah. so for me recently I did a billboard campaign which was really did really you? cool I did oh, girl, I can you so discuss excited. it or not yeah I can oh, okay, yeah cool. so it was a little while ago I did um Moddy Body reached out and they were just oh, like no. hey we have like billboards going all over we were in like chad's or something. no way by the way we're right near chad's so i'm, I'm we're pointing looking at to chad's <laughs> um if you don't know what that is it is like the shopping capital of australia yeah. i think i don't know anyway so that was really cool and like birth street mall and stuff but it was all about period underwear so oh, nice. i i do not like whatever whatever you use it's your thing for your monthly menstrual time but for me I was like getting into that because I was like really incontinent I kept literally could not walk without peeing myself like I got so bad I got so incontinent after childbirth yeah after childbirth so they reached out and they were like we've been following you for like since you had like a hundred followers and it was like they were like we've built this whole campaign around like people like you and we would love and they were like it was crazy like they flew down like all these like photographers and like videographers it was really really amazing um but that was just like one piece of work that I did so it's like when you're um and so that's that's what I do I do some modeling work I do speaking gigs anything that comes back to encouraging you to be all of you and and getting you inside of your body living being all of you that's my work yeah so how do you balance both it's so hard honestly I've been asking your daughter is four she's four Yeah. yeah it is really hard anyone that says it's like oh my god it's not like it's not. you it's know not and I was at a, a speaking conference the other day and this beautiful presenter or sorry this person that was speaking there she was saying like one can we stop asking women how they juggle mum life and parent like you know and work life because we don't ask men that and I'm like well I think we should be asking that question more because I yeah. really truly feel like 
it's so tricky how do you and the the truth is it is different for everyone please don't look at someone and it's constantly changing based on your child's needs yes at the moment like my son's got his last tooth coming out at the back (gasps) and he has a dummy when he sleeps sometimes but today i'm like if you want the dummy here you go you have it all day whatever's gonna make you 100 do what works for you and your family like for me my husband was working night shift and sleeping during the day so i was like okay how am i gonna build this and it's not easy you always constantly Constantly, that for me, it's like mum guilt is my biggest thing. Oh, I'm still trying to work worry. on it. I hate that so much. I'm like, it. why does this feel shit about everything? Yeah, even if everything. you know deep down you're doing something right, you're just yeah. like, oh, 100%. like even just dropping my sons with my in laws today. Yeah, and even just dropping him off there, I was that like, moment of like, I should be and, with him more. Yeah, and, and he's yeah. just in like the best care. Like they yeah. entertain him 24 seven. They're he's amazing. A good time. Yeah, yeah. And but it's just, oh, he should be with me. Yeah. He should be right here. But obviously, there is no way. I think we too, it depends with him. Yeah. No, I know, right? No, like, Angel would no be like, one. can I talk, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> I would say hi. Um, but yeah, the juggle is very real and doing what's right for you and, and get out of the pattern of comparing how you can manage to somebody, like how somebody yeah. else manages, because that's really, really hard. Um, and I think that that dampens your t- entire existence. Like, you cannot get get going, get on the ball, do your thing. It, it's there, the mum guilt or the guilt of like, could I be spending, it's like, whatever. I feel like the, we're always looking for an answer of how do you juggle it. And it's like, well, we Definitely. just make it happen. We yeah. do it and whatever's right for you. And yeah. truly believe that you can do it all because you can, but you got to be up and at them and like really trying. Yeah, <laughs> no I one's serving like that to it's, you. It's probably, I mean, this question I could yap about for ages, but it's it's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, you do have a lot of mum guilt. You're always thinking about, you know, am I doing the best for my yeah. child? Even if you know that you are, yeah. you always have that. It's yeah. But I feel like you're nailing it. Can we just shed some light oh, on that? Like you. you really are like this. Yeah, it's phenomenal. But also remembering the things that come from you being passionate. There's so yeah. much people walk away from you, from me, whoever. That's really, I think that too, when you're a mum, there's a different level of passion because you're Definitely. like, I'm sacrificing this time to yeah. be here. So let's make this fire and make yeah. it really work Definitely. and remember why we're doing it. Um, so yeah, it's definitely doable. And yes, you can do it. And if you have the support, lean on them. Oh, I lean on really them whereas lucky. i don't i literally don't oh. it's so hard but it's just like yeah she gets it and she'll yeah. understand one day and yeah yeah she will for yeah. sure yeah like i'm very lucky i've got my parents support mm-hmm. like they're there to look after him when i need to yeah. so basically we alternate one one week is with my mother-in-law <laughs> yeah, one week yeah. is with my mum, and yeah, it works and well so good yeah. yeah and at least he gets gets to spend one-on-one time with them so i love that yeah yeah it's cute. okay <laughs> let's go on to the next question i love this question okay are you body confident? 100%. <laughs> no, I can't say 100%. That would be a lie. Maybe like 80%. I mean, we all have our insecurities, yeah. Um, yeah. especially I find after having my son, I could yeah. eat whatever I wanted prior to him. Yeah. And I would just yeah. burn it off. I've had an, um, an overactive <laughs> thyroid most of my life, so that yeah, also contributed right. as well. But yeah, after, after having him... <sighs> It's so, I mean, yeah. moments, I find. I feel like I want to speak on this for everybody. And when I say everybody, I mean like every body type because yeah. I feel like there's this separation between you have an excuse for whatever type of body you have if you've been a mum and then if you if you have 
you know, let's say extra weight on, whatever that is. There's no, you know. I remember that like prior to my daughter, having my daughter, I put on 20 kilos after my daughter. So I was like a size five, six. I was like super thin. And that was like something that it was like a secret club being skinny. People would like really be like, how did you do it? How did you? And I was like. You could be skin and bones. I, and I as was long not as you're healthy. skinny, people admire that. Yeah. It's really weird. Like, it's really strange because people were admiring that about me, but didn't know that I was in a domestically violent relationship. I wasn't really eating because I was dancing 12 hours a day. So I was teaching hip hop break dance and then like traveling to lots of schools. And in the night I was exotic dancing. Um, so I was dancing ex- insane hours a day. And I feel like I, something that also was really hard for me was like, I never had enough energy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But people were like, you look phenomenal. You've got the dancer body, wish I, and I'm like, now I'm on the other side and I'm like, yeah, I look back at that and I'm like, I didn't feel good. And people keep asking me now, the closest people do, hey, when are you going to lose a bit of weight? When are you going to, when are you? And I'm That's just like, so I, and bless my mum, I love her so much, but she has always been about the skinny life. Like you need, you're so beautiful when you're thin, you're this and that. And I, I just think that like, I think I remember the feeling of what I felt like when I was skinny. I was mentally unwell. I was being physically hurt. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that happens to you if you're skinny. No, like, of course not. But, but like, I wasn't good. Your experience. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't good. So I'm just like, I don't know. Now I have a bit, I, I feel safer in my body now yeah. that I have a bit of weight on. I feel more confident. And it's quite funny how when I was a size five, six, I had no confidence. I mean, yeah. swear to God, I could not even walk to like the shops to get milk. I was oh paranoid. Paranoid, yeah. I was anxious, all things factored in. Was that because you felt like if someone did attack you, you wouldn't be able to fight yeah, them Yeah, I wouldn't off, be able or, to, yeah, yeah, 100%. And also I just didn't, I felt like people's, um, I felt like, people's compliments were lies because they didn't really know how I was feeling so I couldn't believe them whereas now like I have a curvy waist my hips like widen so much for childbirth um I have the mummy pouch I have a little bit like extra weight on the upper body whereas I didn't before my boobs are fuller all the things and I'm like oh actually there are some things here I really love I love having a butt now (laughs) um before I didn't which is nothing wrong if you don't but like that was something I really loved and like I don't know I feel like my hair grew different everything changed I it takes time it takes work it takes dedication to self it's and it's not like what is that like self-discipline of like learning to love yourself I hate that I used to say like I need to be self-disciplined learn to love myself it's self-dedication but I think if you weren't in the correct headspace as well so if you were abused you know if you constantly had people you know giving you negative vibes you're not you're not in the right mindset to try and put on a little bit of weight or to be happy yeah and I feel like of course like there's still parts of me now that I say things to myself of like oh I wish I had my old body but I'm not her now and I've grown a human and I'm trying to celebrate all that I am and also something that is so bizarre is like I have more confidence it's like now than I've ever had before and that's because I feel safe in my body because mentally I'm there with myself um but it's not easy like I openly talk about this like I'm in a in the middle of a separation with my husband and I have been you know we've been going through this for quite some time and something that I used to think and blame myself a lot was like here's this person that asked me to have a baby and you know um I don't want to give out this like intent that you know you hear stories and you go he's an asshole that's it he's a write-off but honestly this is what happens you get asked to have a baby let's do this let's do and I wasn't ready to be a mum and then afterward we weren't close and I'm like oh that's because of my body now you asked me to do this thing I've given you the end result the byproduct of us and now you're not really interested in me 
And so I started to look at that a lot more and go, actually, no, like when I got out of the self-pity party, I realized that. How did you get out of it? Oh, so much work. So much yeah. work. I realized that. Was it him actually putting that on you? Or you he never like said it. it. You, yeah. He never voiced it. Yeah. I, I don't even know. I, I, if it's it actually, just came yeah. from like media, social media, people's yeah. like ideas of like, and the pressure to bounce back for me was insane. Like the full on, like everybody I was friends with were in the dance community. So it was yeah. like, get your dance body back. And like, I don't know. I just think like, oh, it, it was so hard to get out of that. I can't quite pinpoint when I did, but I do remember just going like every day, like you were, you know, saying things to yourself in the mirror and like literally putting on outfits. Stop trying to fit into your old clothes. Throw that shit out. Buy some I have shit. one pair of jeans. Stop. <laughs> but you know what? So as I said before, I've, I've had an overactive thyroid, you know, for most of my adult life. And I'll never forget. I just got engaged. I was about 19. Yeah. And we went go-karting with our best friends. And obviously with go-karting, right, you have to put a lot of um, pressure onto the steering wheel to be able to control it. And what I didn't realize was my back kept hitting the back of the seat. Next day, I was like, oh, my God, why is my back sore? I looked. Super bruised. I was bruised, like, to the point. And mind you, I was like, I was 52 kilos, which was the skinniest I've ever been. My back was completely bruised because my bones had been running, rubbing up against my yeah. skin on the seat. Yeah. So, um, you know, but I was struggling with my thyroid and a lot of people were like, oh, you look so good, but you're a little bit too skinny. You're a yeah, little bit too skinny, yeah. which just I didn't make it any easier. I think if we could just like stop commenting on people's weight and appearance, yes, yeah. like stop it. Instead of like, saying, oh, you're too skinny, say, oh, you actually, you look really good. Yeah. Like it, yeah, yeah like whatever it is. Full stop. But also like just, I feel like full stop, we need to stop saying like, you can literally look at someone and say, I love your outfit. I love your hair today. Oh, yeah. your vibe is so confident. Like yeah. why are we still commenting on people's like, so when every time that you tell somebody like a skinny girl that she looks good, that reminds everybody else that they have to be skinny to yes. look good. So it's just like, how can we change the narrative here? Let's change the cycle. But it actually begins in us because even me, I'm constantly correcting myself. Not as much now because I've come out of that thought process. When I was thin, I used to like my, my, I come from a line of women that just wanted to be skinny, but weren't. And also a line of women that would not, I don't know how to say this without like going my ancestors were like assholes because they were <laughs> like bless them oh my God. but like this pattern of of learning that it's okay to go oh my god look at her baby she's got so much weight on she'd look better if she was skinny like when you're about to do that when you're about to judge someone go would if I heard that about me would I be okay that changes that flips the switch like that gets you thinking and it's like when you go to bitch about your friends or whatever you know talk about someone's career someone the way they mum life or whatever think about if someone said that to you how are you gonna feel and I swear to god you will stop doing that yeah and I think especially if you're around children, if you're trying to raise children, talking about somebody like that can be quite damaging to your kids. You're literally you're, saying, hey, it's you're okay to do them. this. Yeah. Oh, they're not old enough to remember we said that. But it's, so it's okay. Like people have to be watching and listening for us to be good people. Nah, it's all about like something my mother-in-law all about says. Oh, she'll always be like, something she said to me last time. And this was completely, this is where we changed the narrative here. It's like she used to always say to me, you're so pretty. Or when she didn't 
introduce me, she'd be like, this is my, um, you know, daughter-in-law. Yeah. She used to be a size six. And I would just be like, oh my, my name is Shani. I'm a mom. I run a business. I do all these things. And you want to be like, this is, she used she to be is. so pretty. How She's still okay. And, you know, because oh that's that, like that, that Asian culture, that yeah. background, um, because that's where they're from. So it's and you know something she used to say to me all the time i remember i swear to god i will never forget this and i'm sure that there are so many people that can relate like she said to me one morning i came downstairs i was dressed i was staying with my in-laws and my husband wasn't there so i was overseas you know very there and you know um you know not wearing too low cut tops like all those things really matter in that culture and being really mindful and respectful but then also going hey me being a good person and being respectful to you is enough asking me what to wear what I'm like no 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 because I think there's this thing and I've been noticing this like if anybody watches maths I don't know but like this is a whole different tangent but but this season I've just seen a few clips and I'm like oh so there's this one woman that constantly says it's fun it's just something I've grown up with where I pick on people for banter and I'm like actually what you're doing is belittling everybody around you and and they'll move they move away from you so you have the friends you have does she have that everyone puts up well (laughs) she seems to but it's just like that like banter is not banter it's actually really damaging and if you could feel how you made other people feel when you're bantering you would not you know how they say there's a little bit of truth in every like i'm joking yeah Yeah, yeah. that whole like i'm just joking (laughs) no you're not i didn't even remember what the question was me neither okay so the next question is, how do you deal with negativity on social media? Oh my God, I don't Where do you I start? Cry. No. <laughs> um, oh, wow. What's your method? So if you come across a, a very negative account or maybe it's somebody who follows you mm. but talks shit about so you later behind your like, back to others. Yeah, 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 for sure. I have this one recent post that was like talking about like women's menstruals and like, or period, I don't care to call that. I don't know who's listening. Don't get offended. But like... And it has 6,000 shares. So people that have sent it to someone else, I do not know what those 6,000 people have talked about and showed or been like, but there's 6,000 people that have had a conversation about me, whether it's like ill gross or what a legend or... But you know what? Even if I post something about a lash course, right? And someone sends it to someone else, I'm always like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like negativity on social media what i do is if i come across let's say let's say it's a family member or a friend that is quite negative on social media or she might not even know that she's being negative her post just might annoy me what i do is i just hide the posts and the stories so i don't see them unless i actually go and search up her name i feel like that's that's you as a consumer so but as a creative yeah like for you for your work as yeah. a business because all i do is hate. follow business so accounts yeah 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 so as a person who consumes content you can block delete hide it's totally on you boo if you're going and looking at that stuff like so please don't try and push that on oh she did this or she posts this or whatever but you still follow that's your that's a yeah. you problem like yeah. right and i'm saying that to like me you everybody yeah. we're all doing that out here and if we think that we're not we're lying um to ourselves I literally get so much hate. Like I have 30,000 followers right now, but like half of that, like the people that come through, can you imagine the turnover? Like I look at my follows and unfollows nearly every single day to see how people are engaging, how they feel, what's up, what's going on, what makes people uncomfortable. 
And my follow whatever count today was a thousand, but my unfollow was three hundred. That's three hundred wow, pissed people. off people that are like, <laughs> "Fuck her, I'm out and of what here." What do you do when you see that number? Do you laugh about it? Or Man, do you... I don't. I do not care because awesome. I'm like, yeah. "Yo, if you don't want to be here, go. Fine. Yeah. I've spent my life trying to please." whoever yeah I, i'm really no. not trying to do i i am like lit right i'm yeah. like i'm like i, I am want where those to be. people to be there that want to be there because my posts are a little controversial but that's what i want but i that's want your point people of difference. to come here to my space and feel safe a space to feel safe and unravel in an uncomfortable situation with someone that makes them feel uncomfortable. So and you know what's awesome about that? You're not trying to sell anything either. Like no, this is you, 100%. this is your account. Like yeah. you're influencing other yeah. people to be confident and, and happy within their own skin. I think that's, that's really because good. Because there's something really obsessive in all of us that we are so so busy trying to get our lives right that we look up to anybody and anything that can influence influence us to do that so i think that a lot of the people that watch my stories i might get like seven eight thousand views on a story a day but nearly three thousand of those people will not hit follow and i see those people come in every day and i'm just like i have, okay, I have she's back and she wants to know but, but i am just like I you see know what they're you, called they're called they're called fans they're fans. They're fans. They're fans. Yeah. Um, and I think that, like, I get so much hate. Some of the messages, like those go die messages, you're a fat pig. It's disgusting. I, I, last week, like, oh, no, no, the week before, the, it must have been a trend, but people were like, you're such a rat. You're such a dog. You're such a – and I was like, I have – I swear to God, this is how I deal with it. When I was in a domestically violent relationship, name-calling was something that I was like – that was really heavy in this specific relationship. But back when I was like 20, 21, to, like from, from 19 to 22, I was in that relationship. And there wasn't a name that I wasn't called. And I know that's really – for me to think about that now, how I used to go – he doesn't mean it. It's just name-calling. He meant everyone word and so now when people do that I think about the level of detachment they have from humans and society and community and they're they are way out of this planet you will never understand those people and I'm not trying I think my intent is like when you want to have a voice and you want to use it and you want to be impactful be prepared for people to dislike you it doesn't make it easier yesterday I was like so upset because I had like 500 comments on one post that were like disgusting gross she makes me vomit this and that and maybe you're actually a person six months ago that would have upset me but I've been working on myself and I've been committing because you know the problem's not with you and so it bounced off me instead of it upsetting me and going I'm gonna go in my you know my house I'm gonna hide and I'm gonna go back and be just my my little introvert self because I'm quite an introvert even though I'm quite outspoken or you know I like to speak a lot about big topics or life topics whatever it doesn't mean that I'm like out there it's just that I I really don't look at this and go there's this many people watching me I don't go through and scroll through who's seen it who hasn't who because let me tell you who's got time for that let's be honest like yeah but like sometimes I post and I see that my best of best friends have seen it and they will not hype me they will not comment they will not so don't get twisted like people are watching you but they don't necessarily want to make a move on that they might be supporting you but doesn't mean they're going to hit like or follow or whatever so I think that if you completely remove the fact it depends what you're doing like for me i'm the messenger i I, if you like me or not doesn't matter it's you are gonna get messy hair in the rain because it's raining and i do not control the fucking rain like all of that stuff it's like this is stuff that's already happening i 
you, whatever. You're just showing women that it's about okay. what's going on. Yeah, like, like this is you, me. This is my version yeah. of life. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that if you do anything in your life with like the right intentions, kindness and with grace, well, if you're being kind and you are being gracious, it's not up to you to convince people to like you. No, well, but it 100%. does not. I'm going to say it right now. Like it doesn't. People that sit back and go, it doesn't phase me. At some point it has phased you. You just became a little bit more resilient to it. Yeah. So I see you talk about self-acceptance a lot in your stories and your posts. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yes, I do. Your favourite? <laughs> Absolutely. That is the topic of my life, self-acceptance. Because I think about all the things when I used to write off every little thing about myself down to like my nails, my hair, how I felt, my job, my life. It was because I wasn't accepting who I was. And, and I mean down to the core of like all the things. I used to have this thing, right? And I'm going to talk about this so openly because I feel like a lot of people do this. I used to have this thing of being like, I need to meet a husband that can calm me down or a man or somebody, my partner. I need someone that can calm me down because I'm really quite wild and out there. And so this is the thing. I lived like that for a really long time. So thinking that you needed somebody else to to tame me because I was like very out there, very out. Because your whole life you kind of told that like you're very outspoken or you're whatever. And or so I was like, I need someone to tame me down from like my lifestyle, my this and that. When, and I used to, if I, if I stepped outside of that within my marriage or my relationships or my friendships or did something and people weren't accepting of it, I would straight away go, I should really be ashamed of that because other people think it's wrong about me. In mum life, I'm like, well, do mums really do this? Do other mums do this? Is this acceptable? When I started to stop doing that, it was the very, I remember it was like when I started to, and this wasn't coming from my, my husband never asked me what to wear, but just come marrying into that, like really, um, that, that lifestyle of like real heavy culture. He's not an Australian man. He's like, uh, um, from overseas. So he had these like really heavy cultural ways about him. So I started thinking I had to dress a certain way for him to accept me, which he never voiced that either. But being a very, yeah, yeah. Being, I guess, trying to be respectful. That's what, so I started dressing a certain way, this and that. When and you then say really, dressing a certain way, how were you Just covering up a bit more. Okay. Stop being so, you know, he'd never said this, but there was sometimes time where I'd go I'd look at the people in his life and his family and his culture and all the things and go that's so unacceptable and I see how they behave when someone does something like have a bizarre hair color or just do something out of the norm different different to what and so for so long I was like this is so good he teaches me or without him knowing but like their culture and everything it kind of tames me down it calms me down I don't feel like I have to be outspoken or you know and then I just remember losing myself in all of that while I was so busy trying to become um how I thought other people wanted me to be I lost myself to the point of where I and I suffer from um depression I have for like a really long since I was younger and I'm I'm medicated for it now and I do talk about that because I I have such a big heart that I love so hard and sometimes that gets me in really positions where I'm heartbroken constantly I'm better at it now but like girl I used to be the worst um and just trying to please everyone so 
self-acceptance and making sure people can do that. So when it comes to self-acceptance, I mean like accepting that you might like to wear your hair a certain way and that's okay. You'd like to dress a certain way and that's okay. Um, You feel a certain way about something so you're not going to go because it makes you feel. Don't ignore all of that because when you can like start to accept your higher self and listen to that and and this sounds a little bit, I'm going to say woo-woo or spiritual, but to be self-accepting, you do really have to expand your mind and open up and be accepting of other people and when you start to accept how other people are the way they walk talk think whatever it is then you can start to accept yourself because you're okay with them being them and you being you and that's so that's like I want that for everybody I want everyone to go in a room and go I am me that's all I don't need to talk about why I do this or how I do this or I'm I'm like self-acceptance is not just going I've put on 20 kilos now. I don't give a fuck. That's not self-acceptance. Like, that's not what we're doing here. This is not why we're promoting body body positivity. It's not why we're talking about our roles and our crazy hair and our mum life. We're not doing that for you to go, hey, give up on yourself. I'm not doing that for that. People often message me saying, like, you are promoting um, having fat roles is healthy. It's not you're going to have a heart attack. You're going to die. Like, stuff like that. And I'm like, hello, dummy. We're not doing that. That's not what we're doing here. We're making people feel. Like, if you put on 20 kilos after giving but that's okay like that's but, normal but, like yeah that's you know right. but even if you haven't had a baby that's also normal because yeah. i don't know what's going on in your world all right 100%. and you don't know what's going on no. in mine and us Absolutely. being a certain way well i don't need to explain that and like i i really heavily urge you that if you are somebody that makes anybody feel that way or you're not even or you know somebody that makes you feel that way you might be hated at the dinner party but please start calling those people out because those people and, and you can call people out respectfully oh, like you don't be like yo bitch fight me outside like yeah, no. that's not what we we want you to be like hey I'm gonna pull you aside that actually makes me feel really uncomfortable and it might make other people feel uncomfortable so especially when it's about someone's appearance because your appearance is something you can't change a lot of people don't have and and these things of like wanting to change yourself and this is a brilliant example somebody who I think is absolutely beautiful has a really big following she's like the influencer of back in the day and even now she's grown people love her like the other day I've always thought that she was amazing like so pretty and 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 loved her for other things not her appearance but she's that one person that you know very beautiful and easy to look at and she just went and had a nose job and I was like is this right why is she what like she completely changed her appearance because she was like I feel like people have commented on so much now I have to change this about myself (gasps) and it was just like like whoa it was a massive wake up for me to be like she did not because we didn't accept her we being the public uh, we being the status quo society we didn't accept her so now she didn't accept herself and that's on us and we need to live with that now. So that person has changed. But now what are we going to do? We're not going to sit there and say her nose is gross. Oh, she changed herself. She had surgery. What I don't understand, and like I know this is, it happens not just in Australia but all over the world, is how people comment hate under someone's photos. Oh, my God. That I just I, don't understand. Like I've I would never, never <laughs> ever in my life. That's a whole different breed, though. Next question is, um, what is your routine? So what time <laughs> do you usually wake up? Yeah, oh, my God. I have been trying to change my routine for so long. And, look, I've adjusted a few things. But the perfect – It's all habit. Let me tell you, like, the perfect idea for me is, like, going to bed at, like – 
nine o'clock mm-hmm. waking up at like 5 30 and going to, going the, to gym. the gym yeah. <laughs> and like you know we all I know think it we trust can. me and I think there's been a few times where I've done that but do you find the night before you're so confident like yeah I'm gonna get up at 5 30 I'm so sick I, I've been so confident <laughs> that I don't even believe myself now I'm just like no I always tell my husband that. I'm like I'm gonna wake up early I'm gonna do this he's like yeah yeah I'll believe <gasps> it when I see it because he knows like I'm just yeah. not a morning person yeah it's hard yeah I I so want to be that person, but I also have realized that like a lot of the people that you hear about, the people you look up to, you know, famous podcasters, people that have like really successful lives, the first thing that you you should know about them and like that they will tell you at the beginning of all their episodes. No, it's not even their morning routine. It's like do what works for you. Oh yeah. I work best in the night. Yeah. I am like right leave am me up until yeah. four and typing email like it was just like I can do that. I can exercise and then I can do all that. Wow, okay. But then That's it's good. like, well you're a mom and your kid gets up at like seven and how are you gonna do that? So what I used to do, my routine when I was trying to like start what I'm doing now, because remember my husband sleeps at night because of work uh, sleeps in the day and then he's up at late at night and it's like we this doesn't work one of us has to be in bed when the baby's in bed so of we course, can get up yeah. with the baby so I was like okay the first few years that was okay because I was like not trying to I don't know I yeah I was like sleeping the baby sleeps all that stuff for me now, I just do things when they feel like that's the right time. If I'm like, and, and get quiet, just get really quiet in your mind about stop voicing that you're going to get up. Just get just up. Just get up, yeah. Yeah, like two feet on the ground, side of the bed in the morning, wake up, stretch, go. And sometimes I find if I set my alarm for like 6, 6.30 is a really good time for me. But I find that if I wake up at 6, I sort of force myself to go to sleep too. Is that weird? I, like, yeah. And I really struggle. What time do you go to bed? Because I feel like... That has everything oh, look, to do Look, lately with I've been going at like <laughs> 11.30, I'm in bed, yeah. 12 o'clock, I'm asleep. Just because, I don't know why, yeah. but by 11, I start to get very lightheaded, very dizzy. Yeah, you're exhausted. Yeah, babe. I'm just freaking wrecked. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's my like calling, like, yeah, okay, go to bed. Yeah. See, I need to just start going to bed earlier so what I can get up and do bed? the things. Um, I have this thing where I'm like, put my girl to bed and then I get online and I start searching content that speaks yes. to me. You How can't do can with I... the kids. Like... But the other thing is I need to be up early yeah. shooting the content yeah. because it's like, if I do that when she's up, it's not going to happen. I have been there, honey. I have tried. So that's what like... I want to know. Does it get easier with kids? <laughs> what? Because like... sometimes I'll bring my son to the office and he's an angel. He won't... Yeah. When I say angel, like he's not a bad, like he, he doesn't misbehave, but he's yeah. a typical toddler. Yeah, he, he just, just wants does to touch everything. Yeah. yeah, things that are fun, he loves, learning. Yeah, he loves my lights. Yeah. He wants to touch them. He loves the air puffer for that, lashes. Yeah, and the, see, that comes into the mum guilt as well because you don't constantly want to be like, don't do that, don't touch that, don't. Yeah. Because it's like stopping them exploring. from learning. Yeah. Yeah, it's so just, what I'm thinking is like, yeah, Zia's two now, and I always think, okay, yeah. when he's three, yeah. at least you know, like he understands oh, what I'm no, saying now. But you're doing what I did, he'll be able to. Really? And it's like, no, no. Oh, so because then, because then, my girls just turned four in December. Then they want to like they can do everything. 
I can just and you're constantly like no no don't drop that don't drop because yeah. my girl she wakes up and she's like I'm gonna go out and make cereal I know if I, I do let her because I've let her learn a few times if you tip it too far that shit's gonna go everywhere oh. so now I'm like okay she gets it and she does it but you know some things get easier like you're not my girl is not in nappies so she goes to the toilet I'm yeah. not changing nappies that cuts out like 50 million hours out of your week yeah like, literally so all of those things I feel like people say it gets easier but it's like different challenges then because she needs to be kept definitely she needs to be stimulated so you know her mind needs to be working you know all the things so no but at the same time do things when it feels like the appropriate time obviously if you have a nine to five job there is going to be schedule and you're going to stick to that but for us that like for people like me or you that have their own business or whatever just start start doing what works for you please stop trying to like i said earlier match up to someone else's routine you you can't can't. no everyone's lives are different too and what i used to do too (laughs) people would be like oh my kid wakes up at 6 a.m and so proud of that and i'm like girl my girl is gonna go to bed with me at 12 like in the night so that she wakes up with me at eight the next day and that's how it so yeah yeah, i was putting her but obviously you can't do that forever because she needs to grow right and they grow when they're sleeping i'm like this girl's gonna be a midget (laughs) when she oh yeah Yeah, so that's funny no like my son his routine sort of all over the place it really depends what time he wakes up yeah so i try and get him up at about nine o'clock and then Mm -hmm. he'll go to bed at about 8 39 which is good yeah but and it changes too yeah like along the way with their age 100 percent. yeah i find yeah with with different ages there's definitely different challenges like newborn phase is just because yeah. con- yeah. I still breastfeed my son he's yeah. two yeah so breastfeeding at the start was quite difficult yeah. um, I got mastitis probably four times wow that's and so tricky yeah yeah so but now I need to start weaning him off because yeah. that's all he wants <laughs> yeah so and yeah and I find because he's getting older as well he's got that attachment 100 that's probably yeah like biggest challenge there is now. so many things that I need to adjust right now that I'm not because I'm like I'm not ready to just like switch it up yeah. but I know that like she's starting kinder soon so we do actually need a, a very, routine yeah, yeah yeah and also like we're separated so now we're going off into our own homes just to yeah. see what that's like and it's like girl if I don't have a routine nothing is gonna get done but I don't know you just gotta make it work yeah yeah honestly just take every day as it comes and survival sometimes mode it's so crazy sometimes i'm like literally about to get on like a zoom meeting and i've just been bawling because i'm like i don't know what to do with this girl she's so bored she doesn't like you know but yeah. trying to get out at least once a day like to a park or just to something, do yeah. something or even if we're just playing in her room but be present in that playtime so that when i'm not present and i'm on the phone yes. and she's trying to do something she she feels like oh it's okay mommy's just busy yeah not like i've ne- not had mommy's attention all day yeah like just before I had my son when I was pregnant, I ordered all this new stock. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna take some photos, upload it. It's gonna take me, you know, maybe a day or two, absolute yeah. maximum. And I delayed it. I was like, no, 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 no. Anyway, my son was born, and I was like, I'll find the time. I'll yeah. find the time. Yeah. Nah. So nah. now, and also just do it. Like do whatever it is that you, you need to do, do it, yeah. and realize that it. Stop thinking that it's gonna work out perfect, no, or it has to not. be a certain way. Do it, do it to the best of your ability in the circumstance that you're in. And Definitely. then the outcome is the outcome. And also remember that we're not trying to be perfect anymore. No. Perfect is very out of fashion, people. So just Definitely. do what you need to do. <laughs> Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Shani, for coming oh, in. It's been such Absolute a Absolute pleasure. pleasure to have you. Um, Likewise. So I hope our listeners have got a little bit of an insight just based around what Shani is all about, what Yay. she's promoting. 
And yes, please follow her. What was your Instagram handle? So my Instagram handle is Shani with no R, S-H-A-N-I dot Chantel. And yeah, I'm over there doing all kinds of crazy things. Yeah, so go check out her hi. post. She does. She has a lot of beautiful um, posts, a lot on self-acceptance and motherhood. It's yeah, yeah, really refreshing. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much you. for having me. To keep up to date, please follow me on Instagram. My handle is at lashboss underscore Melbourne.